the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Weekday evenings on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. It's 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. Host Daryl Wood brings you the day's news and trending topics as only he can with a unique blend of conservative opinion, constitutionalism, and thought-provoking analysis. Join the conversation. 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. A daily look at the news in a way you won't hear anywhere else. Tune in to 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. Or stream at PatriotDetroit.com. You are in, in what part of the country? <laughs> Southwest Colorado. Wonderful. How are you picking us up? Oh, I stream you guys on my uh, iPhone every day. Fantastic. Um, I, I am a resident of Sterling Heights, but uh, I frequently come to Southwest Colorado. I am just thrilled to be hearing from you out there in Colorado. Continue to listen, tune in again, and call at your earliest convenience. Godspeed. Run to Win with Daryl Wood, Monday through Friday at 4 p.m. on Faith Talk Detroit. The following program is sponsored by Bible Boot Camp Ministries. That number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578, to be on the air Bible talk with Pastor Emery Moss, and not just Pastor Emery Moss today, but of course, okay, my mentor, right, doc, uh, Dr., well, I could call him Dr., he certainly is one, in my estimation, Jerome Smith. How you doing, Mr. Smith? Very well, thank you, Pastor Moss. Glad to be on your program again. Thank you for the opportunity. Well, I'm glad that you take advantage of the opportunity because definitely uh, I, I really appreciate uh, what you add to this program, uh, the scholarship that you bring to it. And uh, all I know, I talked to you earlier, but all I know is that uh, you want to talk about hermeneutics today. All right. Well, well, why is that so important, Mr. Smith? Well, because the Bible tells us we better know this stuff or we can't be faithful in our service for our Lord Jesus Christ. And let me give you some scripture on that. Okay. In this verse, I know you know by heart, but I'm going to read it off the page so I get it right. (laughs) Second Timothy, chapter 2, verse 15. Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Wow. No, that rightly dividing can be called rightly handling, perhaps. Uh, Uh And by the way, it's very helpful to compare translations. So let me just take a moment and do that for this verse as long as I have it open right here. I just read you the King James Version. Let me read you the Net Bible Version. It says, make every effort to present yourself before God as a proven worker, 
who does not need to be ashamed, teaching the message of truth accurately. And that's ever so important. All right, so, and, and, and then what you're saying is that hermeneutics is necessary uh, to be able to do that. Is that correct? Exactly right, because if you don't know the rules of interpretation and you mess up and don't follow one because you didn't know about it, you will probably end up making a mistake in your understanding of Scripture on that point. Wow. wow. Well, I tell you what, can you give us some examples of, um, of uh, correct hermeneutics and some of the mistakes that can be made? Well, I got a whole list, Pastor Moss, of rules of interpretation. I've got 24 of them. All right, well, give us a few. Yeah, I'm going to scroll right down. i got to go back to that verse. I have it in a note in the New Treasury at Second Peter chapter 1, verse 20. Uh-huh. And there I list, I think, about 12 rules. But in my study since I did that book, I've expanded the rules to 24. Wow. Wow. And the first one is interpret literally in all cases unless the text or the context clearly demonstrates that other than a literal interpretation is required and intended by the author. Okay. Let me give you a little verse. It's pretty easy to understand right off the bat. Isaiah 55, 12. And I'm going to go back to the King James Version so we recognize what we're reading. Uh-huh. It says, For ye shall go out with joy and be led forth with peace. The mountains and the hills shall break forth before you into singing, and all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. <clears throat> now, we know... I don't think the trees have any hands to do any clapping with, but this is a wonderful way of expressing the sound of the rustling of leaves as if all nature is in joy uh, to the Lord. Uh So in other words, once in a while you'll find a passage in Scripture that you cannot take strictly literally because it's meant to be figurative. And that one you just read is an example of that, isn't it? Yes. Now, I'm a bear when it comes to this figurative language business because in the New Treasury of Scripture Knowledge, I listed about close to 200 different figures of speech. And there's a whole index to them at the end of the book, in case you didn't notice it. And uh, they are also identified everywhere in the Bible where they occur, at least as many as I could find. So that makes quite a study by itself. But anyway, it's always important to interpret literally, especially, by the way, when you're seeking to understand Bible prophecy. Yes. Now, I've got a second rule that is a very close relation to the first one. Interpret literally unless the interpretation results in a contradiction, absurdity, or nonsense. Mm-hmm. There are no intentional contradictions in the Bible. Let me repeat that again. There are no intentional contradictions in the Bible. And yet, on these atheist forums that I see, they're always calling attention to contradictions in the Bible. Well, 
I've put a lot of pages on my Real Bible Study site. That's www.realbiblestudy.com, where I've answered a whole lot of Bible contradictions. And you know what, basically Mr. every one of them can be figured out if you study carefully. Yeah, I agree with you. And I have uh, pulled uh, on a lot of atheistic websites as well. And the things that they say are contradictions show that they haven't even been studying the text. Once you get to looking at it, you can see how they really didn't try to find an answer. They just were trying to find something that uh, they wanted to say was a contradiction. That's right. And one of them <laughs> opened a post with, well, I don't know what they call it, a meme, the picture with words in it, you know. But they asked the question, what gives you the authority to tell us what the Bible says? <laughs> So I hopped to it, and I put an answer, a short one. I said, because I've been studying it carefully and seriously since 1953. <laughs> That's a good answer. They didn't like that. They just tore into me and said, I must be some old critter that's lost his mind and hasn't come to reality yet. <laughs> but I say... There's a lot in the Bible, Pastor Moss. You'll never exhaust it. But well, you're you exactly right it about carefully. that. Let me take you back to Mr. Smith. The first verse you gave us was a, a very important one, Second Peter, and uh, over here in uh, ch uh, chapter 1, verse 20, yeah. knowing this verse that no prophecy of the Scripture is of any private interpretation. What does that mean? when it says the Scripture is not of any private interpretation. Yeah, I'm going to step on some toes, Pastor Moss. You asked me a question. i got to give you the answer. <laughs> I didn't do it. Our toes are ready. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that word private in Greek is idios, and it really means his own, her own, or its own, or one's own, as the uh, context may require. So rereading that, then that way, the scripture that no prophecy of scripture is of its own interpretation, or you could possibly say his own, referring not to the prophecy itself, but to the prophets that wrote the text. Those are the two basic ways of understanding it that would be correct. Now, there are some who say that it's not of any private interpretation. It means that you and I have no right to try to explain Scripture. We have to trust in uh, the one true church to tell us the correct meaning of that verse. And so Scripture interprets Scripture. Uh, yeah. And so therefore, persons can't read their own private interpretation uh, into it without dealing with the, uh, the whole context of what Scripture means. Is that yep, what you're trying that would to be an accurate way to apply that verse. But here's the thing. If you read the context, which is another rule that's somewhere down the list on my list of rules, you'll find that it has nothing to do with what the reader does as he reads the prophecy. It has everything to do with what the prophets did as they wrote those prophecies. That's what mm -hmm. the context requires. Wow. And anybody who takes it the other route shows that they don't know how to read Scripture accurately, including a couple of one true churches I know of, or one true organizations. And uh, they display their lack of careful study of Scripture when they take the position they do. 
One of the groups I'm referring to are the Jehovah's Witnesses. They claim to be the one source of correct Bible interpretation. Yeah, they do. And uh, you better not follow anybody else because they're correct. Yeah. And that's absolutely yeah, that's... wrong because that's not the meaning of this verse at all. That's right. It's There's actually another about... major group that I'll just tell it out. I've seen some Roman Catholics take this same position, and it's a mistaken position. The context will not allow that meaning, not if you know how to read. And I used to be a reading specialist, you know, so if I say you don't know how to read, you better listen up. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, did I stir up enough controversy yet? You you might have. (laughs) (laughs) It's very important for folks to know that our source of truth uh, shouldn't be coming from my imagination or hunches. You've got to compare Scripture with Scripture. It's based upon biblical interpretation. And if you go into the Bible with something that you already believe and you try to force it on the text, uh, then you're going to wind up in trouble, no doubt. Exactly. Now, I want to do something that I don't know if you've ever had anybody do it on your program before, but I looked up several English translations. You know, people like to ask, well, what's the best translation to use when you are reading the Bible? And I've got to answer, Pastor Moss, all of them. The reason I say that is each one will convey an aspect of the meaning of the text that others may have missed or chose not to emphasize. But I like distinctive translations that bring out meanings that are there in the text. And reading various English translations together often brings out a whole lot that you miss if you just read one translation. Now, I'll start with the King James Version. It says, knowing this first, that no prophecy of the Scripture is of any private interpretation. Mm -hmm. Now, here's another one from the basic Bible in basic English. Being conscious in the first place that no man by himself may give a special sense to the words of the prophets. Now, you can see how they're taking the meaning of that word that we've been discussing, private. Uh The next translation is called the easy-to-read version, and in my estimate and judgment, whoever did this one got it right. Most important of all, you must understand this. No prophecy in the Scriptures comes from the prophet's own understanding. And that's what the text means, if you consider the context and the meaning of the original language in Greek. Going on to other translations, Weymouth says, But above all, remember that no prophecy in Scripture will be found to have come from the prophet's own prompting. The Williams New Testament reads, Because you recognize this truth above all else, that no prophecy in Scripture is to be interpreted by one's own mind. Now you can see the direction that that translator took. Uh Next. From Murdoch, ye having the previous knowledge that no prophecy is an exposition of its own text. Now that would actually be correct, because the meaning there in context and within the verse itself is you have to compare Scripture with Scripture. You can't just take one verse, build everything on that one, and ignore the rest. Wow. Now, And that's the golden rule of interpretation, isn't it? Yeah. Now... The 20th century New Testament reads, but first be assured of this, there is no prophetic teaching found in Scripture 
that can be interpreted by man's unaided reason. Now, that's an interesting tack on that verse, but again, it's kind of misreading the context. This first, knowing that no prophecy of the writing doth come of private exposition. That's Young's literal translation, and while correct in terms of being word for word, it ignores the uh, context in terms of determining the meaning of that word private. And last of all, the Passion translation reads, You must understand this at the outset. Interpretation of scriptural prophecy requires the Holy Spirit. Now, they put that in italics. For it does not originate from someone's own imagination. Now, that one is actually basically correct. And the amazing thing is, you do see a lot of people who basically, uh, some of the false teachers, they go and read a verse of scripture, but then their interpretation is definitely from their own imagination. has nothing to do with the text at all. That's right. I must agree with you on that, Pastor Moss. I think that's the doorway to the kingdom of the cults, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know. but <laughs> I think you found the door and where it goes. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're saying that hermeneutics is really, uh, is, is really key uh, in understanding the Bible. Yep, absolutely key. The first non-Bible book that I bought as a new Christian, I bought it at the Grand Bible and Bookstore on Woodward Avenue in Highland Park back when I was a teenager, a thick book, about 700 pages, I think, by Milton S. Terry. And the name of the book is called Biblical Hermeneutics. Mm -hmm. And during my junior and senior year at Cass as a student in the electrical curriculum, I read the book through three times, as I recall and underlined it and marked it up and everything. <laughs> yes, well, that's what I do to my books. That's that why copy, but... <laughs> I can't give them away. <laughs> <laughs> so I have been studying it for a little while, Pastor Moss. <laughs> but uh, I don't know if I got that from you, but that's all I do. I mark up all my books. I write in them. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that way you can find important passages that, you know, you felt were crucial At least that's how it helps me. Now let me give you the third rule of interpretation. When you encounter figurative expressions in the Bible, look for the literal truth they are intended to convey or emphasize. Actually, Pastor Moss, the the figures of speech are God's way to show emphasis that he's stressing things that are important. Uh But anyway... When you encounter figurative expressions in the Bible, look for the literal truth they are intended to convey or emphasize. Sometimes the immediate context will indicate a non-literal interpretation must be understood. Like in the passage we read before, the trees clap their hands in Isaiah 55:12. In such okay. cases, watch for the literal truth or meaning which is being figuratively expressed. Figurative language is used to emphasize what is literally meant. And in most cases, uh, probably figuratively language should be kind of easy to spot, especially if it's in the category of the trees clapping your hands. Maybe Mm -hmm. there could be some other subtle stuff, but uh, you're right. uh, Definitely, that would be a figure of speech. Yeah. 
And as I said, there are 200 different ones, and we weren't taught all 200 in school. They probably won't, in school, they only teach maybe three or four. And when I was talking about it to the teachers at the English, in the English department at Denby, where I taught before I retired, uh, we got on to the subject of figures of speech. In fact, they had me make a presentation. And I said, I bet you I can name one that you don't have any idea what it is. Oh, they said, come on, Mr. Smith, We've, we're educated. I said, all right, tell me what hypocatastasis is. <laughs> Silence. You, you got, you got to hear it, When too. we get on to the subject specifically, <laughs> I'll explain <laughs> that one in some detail, and you'll find it is very helpful to, to know that that figure of speech is found in the Bible in a number of important places. Mm-hmm. Well, let me give you an interesting one here. Rule number four, do not attribute a meaning to a text that would be foreign to or outside the culture, knowledge, or understanding of the author or the original audience, or give a meaning which would be outside the purpose of the original author. And I put in parentheses, thus there are no automobiles, Nehemiah chapter 2, verse 3 and 4, trains or flying saucers in the Bible. (laughs) Do not read into a text a meaning which could not have been known to or understood by the audience to whom the document was originally addressed. Uh (laughs) That's worth a whole study by itself, but that's an interesting one. (laughs) It is, because if if you believe interpretations like the one you just mentioned, then really you're not concerned about the Bible. You're more... Uh, into your uh, teacher that whatever they say you're going to accept, because it's obvious that the Bible uh, wouldn't back up something like that, uh, seemingly. But uh, once again, Scripture interprets Scripture, and you you, yep. you have to make sure that you're dealing with the text. That's right. Now then, the fifth rule of interpretation, we're ah. buzzing right along here. We won't get through all 24, but we'll give them a good dose. The fifth one is interpret a particular passage in harmony with all other passages which may have a bearing upon the subject. All relevant evidence must be taken into account to arrive at the correct interpretation. And that is a real important principle. If you quote a whole bunch of verses to say, I'm going to prove it, here's all the verses, and line them all up and read them all in a row and say, see what? There it is. You can't deny it. Yeah, uh-huh. but you left out this one. What you going to do with this one? Silence. They don't have an answer. So it is very, very, very important to always consider all the passages that relate to the subject that you're studying in order to come up with a proper explanation of what the passage means. The Bible was not written as a systematic theology. In order to find out what God has to say about things like, say, the subject of prayer or the subject of hell or the subject of heaven or the kingdom of God or you name it, anything that's named in the Bible, to really understand these things in full, you have to look at all the verses, all the passages that relate to that subject. But how are you going to find them? You can't find them just with a concordance, Pastor Moss. Now, I know, I'm pretty sure you've got a strong concordance somewhere. 
Yes, sir. <laughs> and I've got one right here handy with a nice bright red cover, a new one, and I've got the one I bought originally downstairs from the money I earned in my paper out when I used to deliver the Detroit News in Palmer Woods. So I use Strong's Concordance, and of course with our computerized things today, we can do it much faster on the computer than we ever could by hand looking up in Strong's Concordance. But just the same, if you look up, how are you going to find, Pastor Moss, all the verses that tell why sometimes God does not answer prayer? Uh-huh. Well, that's interesting. What are you going to use? going to be talking about. You're right. Yeah, you can't. So you've got to find one of those verses that you found that says, oh, this says that if I regard sin in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. Somewhere in there in the Bible speaks about that. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, if you find that verse, then if you use a tool like the New Treasury of Scripture Knowledge or the Ultimate Cross-Reference tre- uh, Treasury, then you could probably find a whole bunch. But I don't know how else you're going to do it. Now, sometimes you can read in a commentary or in a theology book, and they'll gather a bunch of the verses. But you can't always be sure that those are complete. Yeah. But there are far more references in the resources I just mentioned, whether you take the original Treasury of Scripture Knowledge or my expansion and revision and correction of it, the new Treasury, or mm-hmm. my greatly expanded edition called the Ultimate Cross-Reference Treasury. Those resources will get you to everything. And that's important to come up with a correct understanding of God's Word. What you're saying is that the Bible itself is not, it's, it's uh, uh, biblical studies as a whole, not just systematic theology, but verses that support the doctrines of the Bible can be systematically pulled from it, correct? That's right. Yeah. But sometimes people don't realize that. But really, you're right. You have to, in, in fact, you almost would have to have at least a comprehensive knowledge of Scripture to be able to do a, a good job at systematic theology. That's right. You really have to have a very comprehensive knowledge and then be very careful because on some minor or major points, you may have forgotten that there's a passage in Scripture that would shed some light that would adjust your understanding of that subject. That's happened to me many times. You're not alone. Uh, That's where you're reading, and then you see where a, a Scripture that you should have applied a particular doctrine, you just find, you just newly discover it, kind of. But um, uh, but uh, but definitely, yeah, I see what you're you're, you're talking about. There's a lot of attention that needs to be uh, uh, used in dealing with scripture. I guess that's why we're told to read the Bible day and night. <laughs> yeah, and that's why we have to study to show ourselves approved unto God, a workman that needs not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, okay, well, I'll tell you what, Mr. Smith, you gave a good lesson, but uh, it's kind of frightening. <laughs> but it, it, it keeps us knowing that, uh, you know, Bible study is a discipline. It's something that we have to take uh, seriously, and uh, definitely we should not come to the Bible with our own ideas. The Bible teaches us, we don't teach it. That's exactly right. But let's not have any of our listeners think, well, it's too tough for me to understand the Bible. I might as well give up. No, the Bible teaches that it is understandable. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet. 
What's the rest of that verse, Pastor Moss? And the lamp unto my feet? I'm not sure. And a light to my eyes? And, and a light to my path. My path. I got eyes and then stitch. Don't talk about me. <laughs> I well, kind listen, of on that verse, too, right in the middle. I have, so thank you for helping me out. <laughs> <laughs> listen, that thank verse you will tell you the Bible is meant to be light, not darkness, as you study it. You can understand it. We're just telling you that if you know more about the rules of interpretation, it'll keep you from misunderstanding it. That's right. That's right. Well, Mr. Smith, we have wore you out. Thank you very much. You're going to be back again. Uh, we appreciate you. Your insight is uh, just invaluable. Okay. So God bless you, and uh, we'll, we'll see you next time, my good brother. Thank you, Pastor Moss. All right. Number to call, area code 866 423 Going to take a break, and we'll be right back. Fairmax Law is a debt relief agency. Do you need to file bankruptcy but can't come up with the money? No worries. Fairmax Law can file your bankruptcy now for no money down. Call 800-658-1988 right now. Yes, we can file your case and stop garnishment, repossession, and harassing calls for no money down. Call 800-658-1988 for a free consultation right over the phone. We will even pull your credit reports for free. United States bankruptcy law allows consumers just like you who are struggling with debt the same fresh start opportunity businesses have enjoyed for decades. That means you may be able to wipe out your debts entirely and literally start over. Call 800-658-1988 right now. Nearly 800,000 people last year chose bankruptcy as a solution because it is not a debt settlement or consolidation program where you still owe money. Bankruptcy protection may allow you to eliminate your debts completely and start over. Just call 800-658-1988 and Fairmax Law can file your bankruptcy now for no money down. Call 800-658-1988. That's 800-658-1988. On the upcoming Deeper Faith Alaska Cruise with Alistair Begg, Laura Story, and Michael O'Brien, you'll be surrounded by the fellowship of like-minded travelers along with Bible teaching and worship. This travel experience is hosted by Salem Media Group and our partners Inspiration Cruises and Tours. Bring home life-changing memories to treasure and stories to share. Join us for this unforgettable Alaska cruise this summer by calling 855-565-5519 or visit deeperfaithcruise.com. Are you tired of exposing your retirement to stock market risk? How would you like to participate in stock market gains but never stock market losses? Join Joe Uplegger for the Safe Money and Income Radio Show, Saturday mornings at 9 on FM 92.7, AM 1500, Faith Talk, Detroit. You can also call Joe now for your complimentary customized Safe Money Kit and Safe Money Book at 866-436-0133. That's 866-436-0133. F45 Training in Rochester Hills has teamed up with GotAHalfItNow.com to offer you a great half-off deal. Get a one-month unlimited training membership to F45 Training in Rochester Hills for only $110. It's 45 minutes of functional training with a mix of circuit and high-intensity interval training. Team training, life-changing. Go to GotAHalfItNow.com to purchase your one-month unlimited training membership to F45 Training in Rochester Hills for half price and start your journey towards a healthy you. Download the free Radio.com app at the Apple Store or Google Play to listen to WLQV FM 92.7 and AM 1500 Faith Talk Detroit. Anytime, anywhere, hear the very best in local and national Bible teachings and preaching from ministry leaders across the Motor City and around the country. Discover engaging faith-based programs, inspiring sermons, Christian talk, and local sports on WLQV FM 92.7 and AM 1500. Stream Faith Talk Detroit live on Radio.com today. 
That number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. We just had straight 30-minute conversation with uh, Jerome Smith, uh, one of the greatest Bible scholars I know. Uh, definitely uh, someone who knows a lot about the Bible, has uh, written books that have been respected by scholars all over the world. So it's real good to talk to him for any insights that he has. And, of course, now it is your turn to call with any Bible questions that you have, anything about the Bible, Christian living, systematic theology is welcome here. name of the program is Bible Talk. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. I uh, want to tell you something while it's on my mind. We will be having an apologetic Bible conference at Strictly Biblical. That's right. We're planning for it in August. In August. We're planning for our apologetics. It's going to be called the Bible Force Apologetics Class, sponsored by Bible Boot Camp and Strictly Biblical and you will be invited. We're going to be dealing specifically with the subject of apologetics and systematic theology, preparing you for a world that is turning away from the Bible and also from a world that is turning towards the kingdom of the cult. So I'll give you the date, but it's coming up in August. We'll tell you more about that. And, of course, in October, we're going to have our spiritual warfare conference as well, hopefully, God willing, and we'll tell you more about that also. All right, number to call here, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578, to be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. I've got some questions for you, okay? You can either take them, okay, or, uh, you know, kick them to the curb and ask a question of your very own. Sounds bad to kick it to the curb, isn't it? But might be that you want to talk about something else rather than what I have, okay? But I do have some important issues dealing with the subject of prayer, okay, dealing with the subject of prayer. We'd like to know what you think about these particular issues. It is very important that we get our understanding of prayer from the Bible and understand exactly what prayer involves and not just what someone wants to tell us. Uh, some people try to sugarcoat it too much. We need to find out exactly what prayer is according to the Bible. So I'll do that by asking this question to you. Why is it, why is it so crucial to pray your will be done? That's right. Why is it so crucial to pray if your, if your will be done? Are we supposed to pray to God and say, if it be thy will? Okay. And why is it important to do so? Why is it crucial to say so? There are many preachers today who don't like that kind of praying. They say you should call things that are not as though they are, okay? They say you should speak it into existence. So my question to you is, why is it so crucial to pray your will be done, and what is the biblical way to pray anyway? If you have an answer to that question, you can call at area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. Call now and uh, get on the line. I'm ready for you. That's the first question we're dealing with. And uh, we might get to my second one because it's, it's an interesting one also, okay? So while you're chewing on that one, why is it so crucial to pray your will be done? 
why is it so pr crucial to pray that prayer? And is that how we should pray, or is there another way we ought to be praying? Next question uh, is this. Next question is this. And I think it's an important question as well. Um, if jealousy is a sin, how can God be jealous? Wait a minute now. If jealousy is a sin, how can God be jealous? We're going to take a break, and we'll be right back. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-555-2085. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes, are overweight, or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-555-2085. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-555-2085. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. Call 800-555-2085. 800-555-2085. Chris McCourtney, team leader at Salem, Detroit, and Salem Surround, the fastest-growing digital ad agency in southeastern Michigan for sure. We've leveraged our long history here in Detroit and need great people with big goals and big ideas to help our partners get to their goals for 2021. Call or text me at 248-765-4388, and let's connect. We'll talk about excellence in executing for our multimillion-dollar clients and our SMBs, too. We're looking for leaders who want to grow with a fast-paced company. Selling experience is preferred but not required. Leadership and a hunger to be the best, that's not optional. We've got a solid, successful team, and we're looking to get even better. Is that you? Call or text me at 248-765-4388. That's 248-765-4388. Salem Surround is an equal opportunity employer. is Jesus? It's a question that reveals a great deal about the person who answers it. And this week on A New Beginning, Pastor Greg Laurie points out Jesus himself asked, who do people say that I am? It was a pivotal moment God's plan of salvation was revealed. We'll consider that this week on A New Beginning with Pastor Greg Laurie. Tune in mornings at 10 on WLQB FM 92.7 and AM 1500. Download the free Odyssey.com app at the Apple Store or Google Play to listen to WLQV FM 92.7 at AM 1500 Faith Talk Detroit. Live and on demand, hear the very best in local and national Bible teachings and preaching from ministry leaders across the Motor City and around the country. Discover engaging faith-based programs, inspiring sermons, Christian talk, and local sports on WLQV FM 92.7 and AM 1500. Stream Faith Talk Detroit live on Odyssey.com today. That number to call, area code 866-423-9578. 
Area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air Bible talk with Pastor Emmy Moss, dealing with any Bible question you put on the table as best I can. Maybe a question about Christian living, maybe a question about church history. If you've got that stuff on your mind, including systematic theology, give us a call at area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. The question on the table is, why is it so crucial to pray, your will be done? Is that the way we are supposed to pray? All right. Uh, I would say that absolutely yes. That is the way we ought to pray. We should not pray, I speak it, I decree it. That's That's not the example that God gave us or that Jesus gave us in the Bible. Over in Matthew chapter 26, interesting enough, right, at verse 38, notice how Jesus prays during the agony he had in Gethsemane, where it says, at verse 38, Then says he unto them, this is what Jesus said, talking to his disciples, My soul is exceedingly sorrowful, even unto death. Carry ye here and watch with me. And he went a little further and fell on his face, okay, and prayed, saying, Oh, my Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou wilt. So notice, Jesus prayed his prayer. And in the prayer of the Son of God, he said, let it not be my will, but your will. So in other words, in answer to the question, does God answer prayers? Absolutely. Absolutely. But he answers them according to his will, not according to your will. And God knows what's best for you. Sometimes it is his will to answer our prayers exactly as we prayed them. Sometimes it's not. But we need to know that uh, that the correct prayer is that we pray to him, if it be thy will. And we leave it up to God. If you're not being taught to pray that way today, you're not being biblical. That's all I'm saying. Because I've just read exactly to you what the Bible says. But that's not the only thing. Another place that you can go to is over in First John, and in chapter 5 and verse 14, it's very, very clear. Very, very clear. Uh, it doesn't leave anything to doubt. This is the word of God I'm reading you, not just my imagination. Where it says in First John 5, 14, and this is the confidence that we have in him. Notice, you pray because of the confidence you have in him. In him. Oh, yeah, definitely so. Okay? But still, here's what it says. First John 5, 14. And this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything, and you should ask God anything that you feel prompted to pray for. It says, First John 5, 14, and this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. That's right. If we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. I don't care how much you pray, God answers them according to his will. All right? So that's what the Bible says. So if you want to know what biblical praying or prayer is, it is praying 
in the will of God. Okay? And that's how it works. You might not get what you want. You, you might get more than you ask for. <laughs> but he answers prayers, not according to your will, but according to his will. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. Am I saying that when you pray, you shouldn't say, and I decree that this will happen. I decree it. Yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. You should not decree anything that God tells you to. God answers prayers according to his decrees and his will. Sorry. That is what the Bible says. Also, the Bible tells us something else. Over in Romans chapter 8 and verse 26, when it comes down to prayer, okay? okay? Now, this verse is not trying to discourage you from studying about prayer. Study everything. The doctrine of prayer needs to be studied. It needs to be understood. Well, when we uh, study it, we need to make sure we're getting it, not from some kind of a prosperity ministry that tells you you get what you say, but go to the Bible and see what it says about prayer. And what it says over here in, in Romans chapter 8, verse 26, is absolutely amazing. It says first in verse 25, starting into it, Romans 8:25. But if we hope for that we see not, then we do with patience wait for it. Some of us don't realize that sometimes we pray and we have to wait for the answer. That's what he's telling us here. Then at verse 26, this is about to burst a big bubble that some people have. Romans 8:36. Likewise, the Spirit also helps our infirmities. That means our weaknesses. For we know not what we should pray for as we are. Okay? Sometimes we're praying, <laughs> and it's all right to pray, but sometimes we really don't know. We don't know what God knows, right? So, and it tells us that right here in verse 26, Romans 8, 26. Likewise, the Spirit also helps our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit itself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Okay? So in other words, not only are you praying, but the Holy Spirit is helping you in prayer, all right, to receive what it is that God wants to give or to answer to you, okay? So be very careful at places who are teaching you that you can name it and you can claim it. I'm going to tell you something. You can name all you want, but you're not going to claim anything until God decides for you to get it. So do understand that. Number to call, area code 866 423 9578. We're going to take a break and we'll be right back. Hi, my name is Ryan Bourne. And I'm Danica Bourne. And, and we're, we're the, the owners, owners of South Coast, Coast Tax. Tax. We would like to thank our Lord for protecting us from evil. Psalm 91 states, He is my refuge and my fortress, for He will rescue us from every trap and protect us from deadly disease. South Coast Tax are Christian based tax accountants and attorneys who specialize in releasing bank levies, wage garnishments, and filing complex tax returns. We are the leaders in acceptance of offers and compromise with awesome results. We are also a small firm who will treat you like family and not just a number. Call us today at 1-800-TAX-1176 for a free consultation, and we'll take the time to explain all the programs that you qualify for in order to allow you a fresh start. In John 8.36, so if the sun sets you free, you will be free indeed, and one way we can achieve that is by being debt-free. So let us help you today. Call us at 1-800-TAX-1176, and together we can help achieve this goal by putting the IRS tax debt behind you for good. Again, that number is 1-800-TAX-1176. 
It's Laura's story. Alaska will truly take your breath away. If you've ever wanted to see grizzlies catching salmon or humpback whales leaping from the water, I hope you'll join Salem Media Group and our trusted partner, Inspiration Cruises and Tours, this summer to experience all this and more as we draw closer to the Creator for seven unforgettable days. Go online to deeperfaithcruise.com to register worry-free until June 8th, deeperfaithcruise.com. This is Daryl Wood. By now, you've all heard me talk about my pillow and how it has literally changed the way I sleep. The pillows don't go flat. You can wash and dry them as many times as you want, and they maintain their shape, and they're made in the USA. For a limited time, Mike is offering his premium my pillows for his lowest price ever. You can get a queen premium my pillow for $29.98, regularly $69.98. That's a $40 savings. Kings are only $5 more. Not only are you getting the lowest price ever, $29.98 for a queen-size premium, go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener's square and use the promo code RUNTOWIN. You will also get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the Giza Dreams bed sheets, the MyPillow mattress topper, and MyPillow towel sets. Or call 800-919-5912, 800-919-5912, 800-919-5912, and use the promo code Code run to win at checkout. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit mypillow.com. Download the free radio.com app at the Apple Store or Google Play to listen to WLQV, FM 92.7, and AM 1500 Faith Talk Detroit. Anytime, anywhere, hear the very best in local and national Bible teachings and preaching from ministry leaders across the Motor City and around the country. Discover engaging faith-based programs, inspiring sermons, Christian talk, and local sports on WLQV, FM 92.7, and AM 1500. Stream Faith Talk Detroit live on radio.com today. That number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578. Well, friends, it's only seven minutes left in the program, so if you want to call, you better call quickly as we deal with uh, this last question that we have. I don't want to leave you hanging, uh, and and so it's very important to deal with. uh, If jealousy is sin, how can God be jealous? Because definitely the Bible does say that God is a jealous God, right? Where? It says over in Exodus chapter 20, verse 4, uh, God's command to Israel, Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in that water under the earth. Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them nor serve them. For I, the Lord, thy God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me. All right? So God is jealous, okay? Uh, and definitely, yeah, uh, God is not going to be sinning. Right? So it's not a sin to be jealous in a God kind of way. In other words, we need to realize that there is such a thing as godly jealousy. Yes, there is such a thing as godly jealousy. Now, some of you who are hearing me say, huh, prove that in the Bible. Well, that's what I wanted you to say, huh? Uh-huh. Turn to Second Corinthians chapter 11, and you'll see it. Second Corinthians chapter 11, notice the words that come out of the Apostle Paul's mouth. Here in Second Corinthians 
chapter 11 and verse 1, Would to God you could bear with me a little in my folly. Indeed, bear with me. He's writing to the church. Okay, he's got a problem with them, right? He wants to keep them dealing with true, God, uh, true doctrine rather than false doctrine. He says in 2 Corinthians 11 and 2, For I am jealous over you with godly jealousy. Oh, there's such a thing as godly jealousy. That's right. God is jealous for our love and our attention. He deserves it because he has given us all that we have. Okay? So he says, I'm jealous over you with godly jealousy. For I have espoused you to one husband. We, as born-again believers, are united, <laughs> married as a sense, to God, that I may present you as chaste virgins to Christ. Whoa, that's some strong language. Where he says, if you go flirting after false religions, then it's like committing some kind of spiritual fornication. Right? He says, verse 3, But I fear least by any means, as the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtlety, so your mind should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. For if he that comes preaches another Jesus, whom we have not heard, I'm sorry, which we have not preached, or if you receive another spirit, which we've not received, or another gospel, which we've not accepted, you might well, well bear with him. Wow. Okay? There is another spirit. There is another gospel. There is another Jesus. No, there's only one true Jesus. There's a lot of counterfeits. That's what our apologetics uh, session will be in August. Okay? It's coming. Bible Force, Spiritual Warfare Conference, and Strictly Biblical. It's going to be in August. We'll be telling you more about it. Uh, how you can um, uh, plan to come. We need to know that you're coming before you get there because there's uh, definitely uh, some things we have to get in order. But do remember, in August, it's coming, a major spiritual warfare conference in August at Strictly Biblical Bible Teaching Ministries. All right, so good to be with you. Last minutes of the program. We definitely need to hear from you to keep this program on the air. It does uh, cost us uh, $2,000 a month to keep it going. Uh, we're glad to do it. We've only been able to do it because of your generous giving. So please send donations to P.O. Box 05877. That's P.O. Box 05877, Detroit, Michigan, 48205. Make out those checks to Bible Boot Camp Ministries. That is what goes to support this radio ministry. Um, in the seminar in August, not only will you receive teaching, but you'll be able to ask questions. Yes. It's a question session. There's never a good teaching session or any seminar where questions cannot be asked. So get ready for that. Look forward to you coming. All right. So then, uh, this is Pastor Moss saying keep reading your Bibles, and we'll see you next time. Ever since, it's been a long, a long time coming, but I know. Change gonna come. Oh, yes, it will. It's been too hard living, but I'm afraid to die. I don't know what's up there beyond the sky. It's been a long, a long. Time coming, but I know a change gonna come. Oh, yes, it will. 
by Bible Boot Camp Ministries. The following program is sponsored by Bible Boot Camp Ministries. This is WL... Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 